Welcome to episode 7 of the Koji Podcast. I'm joined here by my brother Joshua. And the topic for today is uprooting vices and planting virtues. And these talks were given by Father Adrian. He wrote these talks for the Brotherhood of St. Dismas, which I'm a part of. And I'm doing a series of these 10 talks uh, for this podcast. So let's get into it. through each paragraph and after we finish the paragraph then we try to explain to the best of our ability learning to resist sin and temptation is a fundamental lesson in the christian spiritual life but it is not but it is not enough when after years of spiritual neglect we form the resolution to change our lives we begin by examining the state of our souls we are like gardeners who intend to plant on land that has been left unattended for years we find our souls covered with the weeds of bad habits that have sent down deep roots in our character. Unless we remove these weeds, the good flowers and fruits we intend to sow will have little chance of growing or bearing fruit. A serious program of Christian life must include a plan to cultivate the virtues while while eliminating the evil habits that have grown up. So over here is introducing the subject of you know, uprooting vices and planting virtues. So it's saying that after many years... Of neglecting, you know, God and our spiritual life, and in allowing ourselves to have more vices and and be more accustomed to sinning, and to not be, you know, performing virtues. We have to learn about what a vice is and virtue is, and how we could re replace the vices with virtues in our struggle in the spiritual life. Now we're going to be talking about the vices. Let us begin by examining the vices, those bad habits, which are so often found deeply ingrained in our characters and which strive and which we strive to root out. Having discussed in the last conference the nature of the struggle against sin and temptation, it will be enough here to list the vices so that we may e more easily recognize them and identify the virtues through which we can oppose them. So what it was saying right here is that we got to recognize what are the vices in our life. By learning our catechism, learning what are sins and what are not sins. So we know what we're supposed to be trying to get rid of in the first place. Because if we don't even know what we're trying to fight, then we can't, we can't even continue in our spiritual life. And we got, we got to also understand what will help us to fight those vices. So let's continue. Catholic tradition, going back as far as St. Gregory the Great, uh, lists... lists Seven vices in relation to the cap seven capital sins. Pride, avarice, envy, wrath, lust, gluttony, and sloth. They are called capital sins from the Latin word caput, meaning head, because they are the heads from which a multitude of other vices spring. St. Thomas Aquinas defines as following, quoted from a tour of the Summa. These are the, the seven main sins from which all other sins and vices come from. So what is pride? Pride disposes a man to make himself more than he is. Like Pharaoh in Moses, remember? Pharaoh, he defied God's orders when God asked Moses to tell Pharaoh, um, let my people go. Remember when he told Pharaoh, let my people go? Well, Pharaoh, 
did not want to let the people go. Even even though God was sending torments and I mean uh plagues and you know a whole bunch of different things, fire from the sky, locusts, insects, you know, infestations, all you know, all those things. And Pharaoh still did not want to let uh the Hebrew Hebrew people go because he wanted to be higher than God. He wanted to be the one. Uh, yeah, I don't think that was the reason. I think he just like didn't think that God was real. No. Here's the thing. If God wasn't real, then how would all these things be happening? How would Moses know? Oh. He knew God was real because of all these signs. He was just so prideful because as Pharaoh, he was like a God. He thinks he's a God. He wants to be higher than God is. But he's not. He's just human. He was created by God. Yeah. So therefore he's lower than God. And so that's an example of pride. Now covetousness is an inordinate love of possessing. Like in... Remember? We'll just give an example from Christmas Carol. Possessing. Greed. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So Ebenezer was so um, overcome by his greed and... Uh, Lust for money, that he um that he uh turned away his own fiance or whatever. Yeah, fiance. Because yeah, he had prom. Because when you become a fiance, you promise that you're gonna marry this person. Yeah. But then he turned down the marriage, and because he wanted money. Yeah, he he'd rather um advance more and more into his lust of money than to, um, you know, get married to this girl. You know, and and it doesn't always only need to be, uh, of money. Materialism. Well, yeah, just materialism. It could be owning a property or... Yeah, like material. Being materialistic. So that's an example of covetousness. Envy is sorrow or sadness over another's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that like... good is regarded as something withheld or taken away from the envious person's excellence or reputation. To understand it more, we could, you know, go to two children. Yeah. You, you see your neighbor or your friend, he has a toy, an awesome remote control drone or a car or something like that and you really want it and, and but you want it so much that it even hurts you it hurts you that they have it instead of you even though it's theirs and you would even um steal it yeah you would even you know probably steal it for them you you know you have these thoughts of ah you know I wish I could just go and steal it for him so it could be mine okay now anger now, that pro this is probably, like, one of the most well-known oh, vices yeah. out there. I feel like it's impossible for anyone to not know anger. What what anger is, at least. But anger, though it can be lawful, is more often a striking back with unjustified desire for revenge at someone or something that has hurt one's self-esteem. So, it's a, if you notice, it says right here, anger, although... Though it can be lawful. So okay, so it means like um, if you have just anger. For example, if you're angry, if you're super angry at like someone desecrating the Holy Eucharist, say for example. That's a very good reason to be angry. For someone to desecrate the Holy or Eucharist. Or like, like Jesus where he got mad at the, at the, the tax at collectors the, and the, and the, and the like people. The, the merchants. Yeah, inside the, that they were inside in, you know, in Jerusalem the, in, the temple, in the temple. And they, they were, were like selling stuff and they were like. You know, giving this and then buying that. Well, yeah, they made it that and that when Jesus saw that, he became so angry. He started even flipping out tables and he got he got a, he got a, a, a rope a or a cord and he started you know hitting things with it. 
Because he knew this place is a holy place. His father, you know, God, is there. And there, you know, there are people who are cheating other people there. Who are, you know, selling things mm -hmm. inside a temple, inside a church. And that's a very sinful thing to do. They're Ridiculous. desecrating the temple. And that was a very, you know, that was just anger from Jesus. See, even, even Jesus gets angry. Well, there's a difference between just anger and just anger. So it says right here, it's a striking back with unjustified desire for revenge at someone or something that has hurt, has hurt one's self-esteem. Okay, so like, um, let's say, I think a good way to put it is maybe... Let's say you beat me at a game. Just because you beat me at a game doesn't give me the right to go and beat you up. Yeah. With, you know, with my fists. And, like you know, that's an overreaction. Um, just because I, I feel embarrassed by you, be by you beating me in a game. So that would not be right. That's unjust. So we have to control that unjust anger and, you know, keep it under check. So we have to control that unjust anger and lust. Lust is the vice of indulging in unlawful sexual pleasures. And we all know what this is. You know, lust, all these sins, if you notice, it all starts in the, in the mind. And that's why it's the... Okay. It, wait, wait, that's why it's the capital sins, because it starts at the mind with lust. You're thinking, you know, an unholy thought of somebody else. You know, yeah. thinking, you know, you know, bad things, of sexual things. And we all know it's a sin. We, already, we just talked about in the last podcast how... A, a sin of thought can be okay. very grave. Remember? So, and, like, uh, um, well, he's right. Because lust, like, lust, uh, okay, like he said, it, it starts in the mind, right? It's just a thought, right? Just just a thought, right? So that means, like, a thought, just like a little thought, is able to get in your mind easily. Sort of like a little parasite or something. Yeah, and so, then, like, let's say... Okay, just to make it PG, you know, because I don't want... Yeah. So, let's say I'm thinking about an Oreo. Let's say for some reason, <laughs> thinking of an Oreo that you see right there, but I'm thinking about it, oh, the Oreo. Uh, it, has a the it has a crunchy side and the creamy side. Oh, it's so good. But then I'm like, Oh my gosh, the milk. But, you know, it starts Chips. in the thought before you actually go and eat the Oreo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I said, so, it's like so a, you, um, a... So, that's why you got to... Stop it right there. When uh, it hits your mind, you're like, no. You know, my mom said I can't eat this cookie yet, so I'm not going to go and eat that cookie. You know, I'm not <laughs> going to eat that Oreo. Even how good it is, I'm not going to eat it yet. It's like, a par like I said, like a parasite, how it goes in. If you don't get rid of it at first, then it multiplies and it multiplies and it multiplies until it's like a huge thing. All right. Next capital sin. Gluttony is excess in eating and drinking. It is in a... An immoderate indulgence in the delights of the palate. Gluttony is therefore inordinate, therefore unreasonable, therefore an evil. Okay. So, so basically what it's saying that gluttony is like if you eat more than you have to. Because we all have to eat. We all have to drink, right? We're, we're all thirsty and hungry. Um, the thing is, if, you, if you're satisfied, if you're already full, but you love how the food tastes and you eat a whole bunch more, that's gluttony. Cause you don't, you're eating more than you have to. Well, just an in an immoderate uh, amount, amount of food. Yeah, it's like uh, I think Saint Jerome. I'm not sure. He said, he said he gave this uh, this uh, analogy or example, and he said if a man who has a plate of food cannot even sacrifice one thing from that meal, is nothing is not any better than a pig. 
because he can't even control that one thing, you know, to sacrifice that one thing from that meal. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, it could, it doesn't mean exactly for every single meal or whatever, but just saying like, we have to be able to control our passions for, you know, eating and drinking, especially for drinking. Cause if you're drinking too much, you know, some beer, you know, you get drunk, you know, that's an excess in drinking. It's also and when like, you get drunk, it's a it's a it's a mortal sin which yeah, takes you out sin. of the grace, the state of grace. Okay, the reason why getting drunk is a mortal sin is because you have no control of your actions, and the reason why you have no control over your actions is because you drink too much. So yeah. therefore, it's your fault. You chose to get rid of your free will, and yeah. that's one of the greatest gifts that God has given us, which is free will. We're able to freely choose, with our reason, whether we, we could, we're gonna do something or not. Now, sloth. Sloth is sluggishness of mind which neglects to begin the good. It is a kind of oppressive sorrow which so weighs on a person's mind that he chooses to do nothing. Sloth is spiritual la laziness. Okay, okay, okay. So, sloth. This is, uh, for a lot, I think this is a, this should be a problem for a lot of people. Maybe because, maybe because they get, like, depressed and, like, they don't want to do anything. And it's just like, um, they're not going out there evangelizing, they're not praying the rosary, they're just sleeping in all day. Well, yeah, just, not only just evangelizing, but just doing the things you need to do every day. That's what it says right here. Sloth is sluggish, sluggishness of mind, which neglects to begin the good. So all these seven capital sins are the roots from which other vices spring. We combat and, and eventually eliminate them by means of their opposite virtues. So... Humility opposes pride, generosity opposes greed, chastity opposes lust, and meekness opposes anger, temperance opposes gluttony, kindness opposes envy, perseverance opposes sloth. Humil uh, humility counters pride, which is the overestimation of one's self-worth. Humility is a virtue which, restra which restrains a man lest he be immoderate in his striving to reach high goals. It is based on the recognition of one's real worth in relation to God and one's fellow man. It is the, the indispensable foundation of all of the virtues. Okay. Like, so like I said right here, it is based on the recognition of one's real worth in relation to God and one's fellow man. Okay, it's like like comparison of God and man. It's like, um, you know, how humility helps you to recognize what is your place, what is like... Are you higher than God or are you lower than God? Or are you on the same level? You're lower than God. Well, it's like I said about Pharaoh, remember? When I was talking about pride. Pharaoh, he didn't want to really admit that... You know, even though it didn't, he didn't say it outwardly, he didn't want to admit that he's lower than God. Yeah. Even with such a high power, he was still lower than God. Although, he has a lot of power and, you know, people that obey him for every word he says... He's still lower than God because he was created by God. Yeah. He was created by God. God has obviously much more power than Pharaoh ever did. And really, just to combat that pride, all he had to do was just let the people go. Yeah. Just by letting the people go, you know, in when Moses was asking him to, he could have just, he would have practiced humility. Just right there. So now, generosity. Generosity opposes greed. The sin of immoderate desire for earthly things. Generosity is focused not merely on the appropriate concern regarding one's earthly things, 
but furthermore on generosity and willingness to give freely and without request for com commendation. So like um generosity is like giving it's more of like giving away things even though you don't have to. Like um you know giving them out of pure like a pure gift. You're not expecting anything in return. You just give you you know you give to the poor, you give to the people, you give to the people. Yeah, but, that need. but the reason why it opposes greed in the first place is also because not mm. only are you moderate in your desire for earthly things, but like you said, you're giving out yeah. of your own free will, you're giving to to people and without them giving you back anything, you know? That's being generous and this that's how you combat greed with generosity. So remember, all these virtues I'm listing humility and generosity, those the ones I'm listing right now, there's seven. So seven capital sins? There's seven virtues which will oppose those capital sins to, yep. to combat it and defeat it. Chastity is the counter virtue to the sin of lust. Through chastity, the passions related to the sexual drive are held in control and are kept in alignment with the right with right reason. Um, how do we explain this one? Well, all you gotta say is look, every single time you're having a temptation to do something that is bad, you know, we already know which things are bad. You know, sinful thoughts, sinful actions with our bodies. Or with other people doing the, um, the marital act with people who are not married to us, you know, that's a sin. We know. So just okay. the fact of not following what our you know lustful desires when we're tempted, that's practicing the the virtue of chastity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like uh technically chastity is like basically the virtue that helps you to say no. Yeah. Meekness is the virtue which moderates anger. It seeks an opportunity, an, an appropriate resolution to conflicts, and give and show, and show mercy. mercy. Okay, so, so like um, meekness. Okay, what it means by meek, it doesn't. I mean, at first, when I first I heard this word and this virtue, I thought, does it mean shy or whatever, or just in the corner meekness? No, it doesn't. What meekness means is this is actually really hard, a really hard virtue to attain. Like for example, to be meek. Doesn't mean to be like he's. It doesn't mean to um, be shy and you know small and weak. What meek means is that, for example, if you're a king, you have great power, more power than anybody else. You know, in you know the world, but you still choose to not take uh, over, c- conquer their land. Yeah. Even though you have that strength, you have all you know. You have every all the power to conquer lands to you know do all that. You choose not to. And that's true power. That's true, true strength. Yeah. To be able to, you know, stop yourself you even have, though you have you so have, much power. You have like the, you have the whole world at your fingertips, but you're just like. But to be able yeah. to show mercy, because yeah. through their mercy, they show that they have much more power. And that gives them, that they, gives them more respect as well. Yeah. Because anger is a very strong feeling. Like very strong feeling. Yeah, because um, I think anger is probably like one of the strongest feelings. Well, usually depending, but like. You're just super angry at this guy, but you somehow, for some reason, choose not to kill him. Or just, you know, do something bad to him. Do something bad to him. It's like, that's a big act of meekness. So, abstinence. Abstinence counters the sin of gluttony, which is overindulgence, especially in food or drink. It is is essentially a keeping away, or refraining entirely, or in some degree, from anything. Specifically... As we employ the term here, abstinence is a reduction in the use of food or drink. So, obviously, we can't get rid of food 
Or drink, you know. Yeah. Or drinking. Obviously, I mean, we could just not drink alcohol or whatever like that. But, you know, alcohol in itself is not bad. No. I mean. Because some people want to, you know, exaggerate that um, it's super bad. We should to, never. To even take a sip of alcohol. Yeah, but it's only a sin if you over. Can you, you take it to the limit. If you overindulge yourself. So by because if you if wait, you drink wait, at least like um say one glass of wine that's okay as long as you're not drunk right yeah like, and you know? so you gotta be able to abstain so it's saying here sometimes that okay let's say you're an alcoholic okay at first you're gonna have to keep yourself completely away from drinking for a while just to get because when you have a lot of that alcohol in yourself and you have that habit of drinking a lot. It's hard for you if you just, you know, try to drink a little bit. You got to just take it out of your life for a while. Yeah. And once, you know, after a while, you slowly bring it, you know, in more and more, you know? Yeah. So, abstinence is a, you know, to moderate food and drink. Kindness or brotherly love or love for one's neighbor is the virtue which counters the sin of envy. Envy, in, in contradiction to God's law of love, is manifest in the person's sorrow and distress over the good fortune of another person. Conservatively, kindness and brotherly love is manifest in the unproduced, uh, compassionate, and charitable concern for others. Okay. Kindness, as I just said, is the counter virtue for envy. So kindness is feeling happy over another person's good fortune. Um, over, like, something good, something else good. You're like, you feel happy with that person. You're like, congratulations, man. Like, that's, awesome. that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like, you know? Yeah, because envy really, it's just like a... Being envious just caused unnecessary pain for yourself. Yeah. Like, it really doesn't matter whether they had that or not. You know? Because, and with, with kindness, in fact, we get a joy, you know? Out of somebody else's, you know... Yeah. Uh, well-being or, you know... So... Really, virtues just make us do things that are irrational. You know, it's irrational to be yeah. angry. Like them. We just cause ourselves more more pain. Uh, perseverance. Perseverance is opposed to sloth. It is the virtue which disposes a person to hold steadily to a good purpose, keeping the end steadily in view, despite delays, fatigue, and temptations to indifference. Okay. Perseverance. Okay, persevere. Counter virtue of sloth. Slash laziness. Like, it gives... the vir- This is a virtue that helps you to keep on going. Like, um... In that Rocky movie, he says it's not about how much you can hit. It's about how much you can get hit and keep on going. And keep on moving. No matter what. No matter what they throw at you. Yeah, so... Because a lot of times you're like, oh, that's too hard. I'm just going to lay down yeah. here, so... You know, like, you, like, you gotta like, go and do... Go it, that extra mile. End what, you di- end what you started. Yeah. And, you know, just by saying no to laziness, by saying yes to doing something that's good, you come back sloth. All right, um, <clears throat> this was part one of two of the third talk. Thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Please share this podcast because um, we want to reach more people to evangelize more. So, you know, we would really appreciate if you please shared this podcast and... Have a blessed weekend. God bless you all.
If you like this episode and want to see our beautiful, handsome faces, then go to our YouTube channel, Koji Fruit, where you can see us in HD perfection. See you next time.